الحج أشهر معلومات لبيك اللهم لبيك الحج أشهر معلومات لبيك لا شريك لك لبيك الحج أشهر معلومات إن الحمد والنعمة لك الحج أشهر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من خير يعلمه الله وتزودوا فإن خير الزاد التقوى واتقون يا أولي الألباب Hajj Batters with the respected Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander. Sheikh, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, how are you, Ajayus? Alhamdulillah, how are you? Very well. And this icy evening is no. nice and hot here in the studio. Of course, Masha. as you should know by now. Mashallah, all smart and And then, of course, the other thing is on the eve of the departure for that great journey. Allahu Akbar. Because uh, very soon you'll also be departing on this wonderful journey. Inshallah. And uh, one can only envy you. But it's a good envy. Allah, Allah <laughs> Akbar. May Allah call all those who Ameen. have the yearning in their hearts. May Allah open the doors of ease for each and every one. Amin. 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 Tashaykh, this evening is our last program on Hajj Matters. And this evening we're also looking at the certain... Um, aspects of Hajj but uh, pertaining to certain can you call it traditions whatever that uh, we yeah especially yes. in the Western Cape <coughs> we've had going now for many many years things like uh, for example creating the Karamat etc etc uh, would you like to tell us uh, when we start off with um, a person that's now made the intention the knee has been made I'm going for Hajj and the person gets the news, everything is in place, you know, you've been accredited, and all those other things. I mean, we've, we've talk, uh, spoken about those things. <coughs> now it's time to get down to the mm-hmm. final, the nitty-gritty. Yes. Why is it important, or, or should I ask, is it important that one should actually also go and create the, the wali, go and create the, the, the karamats, etc.? Shukran for that uh, question, Ajay Yusuf. <coughs> Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillahi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. First and foremost, as you know, Ajay Yusuf, at the moment it's very exciting times, mm-hmm. it's joyful times in our community. Many of our hujjaj have left. They are in Medina already. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Many of us will be going in the next few days. <coughs> Because this this is really the journey of the heart. No. Because it's a spiritual journey. In essence, the Hajj is a spiritual journey. Mm. It is a journey that one must take undertake with your heart and your soul. Mm. And there's great, great preparations in need for this because Allah Almighty Himself says in the glorious Quran, in the ayah that is played in the beginning of our discussion, no. where Allah says, وَتَزَوَّدُوا فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الزَّادِ Prepare yourself, Allah say. 
Get ready your provision for this journey. Mm. And the best provision you can take is the taqwa or the God consciousness or the quality of righteousness that you can take on this journey. And Alhamdulillah, since after Ramadan, we could find the excitement of our people. And yes, as you mentioned, there's great cultural and traditional practices in right. our community. Right. And you find that here in the month of uh, Shawwal, the Al-Qaeda, people are excited and people who know that they are going for Hajj, they get their families together, they get their friends and their loved ones together, and they take like what I may term as a minor pilgrimage. Right. Minor pilgrimage in the sense that it is part of our tradition to go and create the karamats. Mm. Mm. Now, in recent times, there were a lot of objections and criticism with regard to that. But if you really look at it, Yusuf, we've got a beautiful legacy left behind by our forefathers. We've got beautiful traditional and cultural practices. And any traditions which are not in violation to the Sharia, mm. we can uphold and keep it as long as it brings people together. And when you look at how families come together, they go and greet the karamats, they get together for lunch, mm. and there's joy and there's tears, tears of joy, of course. Mm. Then, I mean, this, this is what Islam wants, that unity, that brotherhood feeling, that mm. family togetherness. And this is what these cultural practices do. Yeah. Although greeting the karamats is not part of the hajj. Right. No right, one can right. say it's part of the right. hajj. It's not the farad, it's not the sunnah, etc., etc. Yeah. It is one of those beautiful cultural and traditional practices. But what do we mean by this is that these awliya that are buried all around the Western Cape, they are our forefathers, my and your forefathers, who came here as political prison, prisoners in mm. chains from Malaysia, Indonesia, archipelago, and they kept Islam alive. They planted Islam so firmly here in Cape Town that Alhamdulillah, today we can see the fruits we are that beautiful community mm. of that seeds that they planted. Now, when we go, before we go for Hajj, we go and greet the Karamats. Mm. It is merely out of respect. It is like going and greeting your parents or your great parents. Mm. And we thank Allah for these great awliya. And we make dua and we say, oh Allah, as we are standing here by the qubours of the salihin people of the awliya, O oh Allah, on the day of judgment, raise us in their company. Allah. And how beautiful to start your journey of hajj and umrah hmm. by greeting the karamats, the awliya of Allah. When you come into Medina, you go to the greatest karamat. Allah. You go to the greatest shrine, right, the right. greatest darga, whatever you want to call it, the Rauda Mubarak, or what some people call the Jali Mubarak, hmm. the Qabr of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You also take the opportunity of going to visit the great Sahaba and the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, like Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu an. You greet next to the Prophet, you greet Sayyidina Abu Bakr, you greet Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhum. All this started with the ziyarat of the great awliya. Mm. So there's nothing wrong. It is not shirk. It is greeting these awliya and of course paying your utmost respects to them and ask Allah to reunite you on the day of judgment, that inevitable day of qiyamah mm. in the company of the great awliya. Alhamdulillah. Um, would it be correct also to say that uh, a person also go there to thank them? 
<coughs> in 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 of yes. course in, in in the way that we would talk to them yes. to thank them for having brought Islam here and because of that I'm on my way. Yes, most cert- most certainly, Jesus, because the same when you create Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhum, mm. then you say Jazakallah li khidmatil Islam. You say Jazakallah, may Allah reward you, O Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu an. May Allah reward you, O Sayyidina Umar, for the service that you have done for the cause of Islam. Mm. That we are Muslims today. So, in the same sense, I can say Jazakallah for our great father Sheikh Yusuf, mm. for our Sheikh great father Sheikh Abdurrahman. Matura, Sheikh Nurul Mubin, all the great Oliya. We say Jazakallah and we ask Allah to make their kubors constantly from the gardens of paradise. Amen. We Amen. Almighty Allah's Nur and Rahma come down that we can benefit by the ziyara of this great Oliya. Inshallah. Amen. And would you say that, uh, like you said, we get to Medina, but we're starting here, that already that would put us in that yes. right frame of mind? Most certainly, because as I say, I if I meet them at a minor pilgrimage, yes. yeah, you're visiting the Oliya. Then you're going to step up, you're going to, to the Sahaba. Hmm. And finally, the greatest step is to stand in front of the Qabr of Rasulullah. It is a great moment, Ajay Yusuf. Yeah. Wallahi, I'm sitting here with you in person, physically. But believe you me, my heart is already in Medina. The spirit is there already. My spirit is in Medina. <laughs> I can't wait for that honor to be able to say assalamu alayka ya rasulallah peace and blessings be upon you O great messenger of allah O beloved of allah and also take the opportunity of conveying salams to my beloved rasul on behalf of my parents my friends my family and all those who ask me to convey salams to the prophet just on that, people come and they come and greet you. Now, we're going to talk about the, the greeting, what is the significance of all that. But now, people come to you and they say to you, Sheikh, please give us salams to the Nabi Sallallahu How important is it to carry out that uh, uh, Ibana, not Ibana, but the, what's the name of the promise, the Amana, that's what yes. I'm looking for. <clears throat> the Amana, how important is it for you to carry out that Amana? You see, Yusuf, if you tell me, Please convey my salams to Rasulullah sallallahu Then obviously I say, Inshallah, I no. will. I can't take that as something small. Hmm. The moment I I give you the undertaking, that is an amanat that I'm right, taking on. Right. An amanat or trust is something that you will be asked about. Hmm. It is my duty, even if I don't. Uh, remember all the people who requested me to do that. I can say, Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I give you salams from all those who asked me to do that. And oh Allah, lift this amanat from me mm. and receive my salams to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. As long as you do it, because it, you have taken on that amanat, that trust. And you should carry it through. You must carry it through. I can't just say, okay, Jesus, uh, yes, I will, inshallah, inshallah uh, take the salamat that you uh, give me, uh, put it in my pocket, and the moment I turn my back, I forget about the amanat. And no, it's not right. And it depends on the size of the salamat. Uh, oh, no, 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 we're not going to go there. All right, what we're do now first is take a quick commercial break when we come back of course we are still busy with Hajj Matters with the respected Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander live from Cape Town this is the voice of the Cape the voice of the Cape the voice of the Cape
الحج أشهر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من خير يعلمه الله وتزودوا فإن خير الزاد التقوى واتقون يا أولي الألباب Indicating that we are still busy with Hajj Matis, with the respect of Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander. Sadie, we're going to come to the Talbiyah. Let me first <laughs> move away there because, of course, we know what it does to a person. Oh, yes. Coming back home, before leaving, not coming back, but we are yeah. coming back, the two of us coming back home now. People then, after they've done the greeting of the Karamat, the next thing is people go around to go greet family, friends, relatives, loved ones, mm-hmm. which I believe is also something unique to Cape Town. Yes. What about that? As you said, that is one of the most beautiful practices, and I always, always emphasize in my classes, mm. people keep up our good traditions, our good customs, our good practices, because, as you said, we are human beings. No. And... We commit sins and wrongdoings on a daily basis, sometimes knowingly, right. sometimes unknowingly, right. sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. Right. And there might have been an instance where I caused you hurt mm. unintentionally. Without knowing. Without knowing. No. So therefore, it is a very good practice for me before I go for Hajj and Umrah <clears throat> to go to my friends, to go to my family, to go my acquaintances and neighbors and ask them ma for things that I've committed knowingly and unknowingly. Right. Because we are human beings. Right. How can I go and ask Allah's forgiveness and expect Allah's mercy, but I hurt the hearts of His creation? You know, the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa one day spoke to the Kaaba, and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mm-hmm. said to the Kaaba, O Kaaba, you are a building of majesty. You are the house of Allah. You are so sacred and so holy. But I swear by Allah, the heart and the honor of a believer is more sacred and more holy in the eyes of Allah than the sacredness of the Kaaba. So how can I want to go and make tawaf of the Kaaba, Hmm. but I've caused disturbance to the Kaaba of Allah, which is the human heart? And therefore to go and ask Ma for shortcomings, it is something very good. Mm. In fact, I believe that this tradition of our forefathers is built uh, on, on certain teachings of Rasulullah sallam. Because the Nabi sallam say in some ahadith that if two Muslims come together and they meet purely for the sake of Allah and they shake hands or they greet each other before they depart from each other, Allah has forgiven their Allah. sins. Now, how beautiful, here I'm coming to ask Maaf. Mm. My brother or my sister is prepared to listen to me and give me Maaf. And they also ask Maaf in return. Right. This is something that Allah loves. Mm. Because now you, by asking Maaf, I, always, I also implement the quality of humbleness and humility. Mm. So, so say in Afrikaans, Os maak for os de minster. Right, right, right. But do you know, but are yourself, Ose os maak for os die minster, but in the eyes of Allah, you are the most.
Right. You are the greatest, you right. are the best right. Because Allah loved those people who are humble Allah loved those people who show humility hmm. And Allah is the one who will then raise you in the ranks Inshallah, amen. Amen. And therefore you find that now this for this week People are sitting before they go away for Hajj hmm. All the people come to greet And finally they find f- friends that they have become estranged with for years hmm. But because they went there and asked for Marv These friends come and visit them right. And sit and talk to them And just that's a beautiful picture of peace, love and harmony Mashallah. Now a person has gone to greet The Khujaz has gone to greet And now like you're saying Now people come to Ziyarat And to come and greet The yes. final greeting Yes what about that? What can we say? How important is something like that also for me as a as a hujaj? Well, first and foremost, for, for me as a haji, if family and friends come together and they come and show you um, that they care, they right. visit you, right. and they give you advice, it shows the love that exists. Right. It shows the care that people have for you. Because, alhamdulillah, people get together. Here and there you find companies where they just talk nonsensical things. Right. But in most cases, you find people sit and they relate some of their own experiences and they will give good tips and good mm. advice to the new hajis going for their first time. These are good things because mm. the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says that when a person asks you for advice, give him the best of advice. Right. Now here is an example and an instance for you hmm. to practice that hadith, right. to give that person the best, best of, of advice. advice. And the more better advice you can give a person is like giving sadaqah. Hmm. Then Allah in turn will reward you in many other ways. No. Also the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say that Whoever believes in Allah and in the last day, let them honor their guest. Now these people coming to visit me, they are my guests. I have the opportunity to practice on this hadith by showing them my, my... my goodness, my hospitality, right, and, right. And, and that's why you find by the houses of the Hujaj, there's always nice tables. Why? Because they, it is a duty of a Muslim to receive your guests. Honoring the guests. Honoring Allah. the guests. So yes, by all means, that's why I say these are part of our beautiful traditions and customs hmm. that is, I believe, our forefathers based on many ahadith. Alhamdulillah. Just finally, on this, people come to greet. What would you say would be the etiquette also with the sitting at the hujaz when we look at time? Time. Very important question, Ajayusa, because we must also realize the hujaj, when we greet them and we make dua for them, we always tell them, may Allah give you you your full health and strength and energy. So I must not be the cause that these people will now live without energy and strength by overstaying my stay. Right. Go and greet the hujaj by all means, but people should realize here yeah, by 11 o'clock at least for the latest, the hujaj need their rest. Right. Because what happened to yourself, you will find, I mean, you've been for hajj, you know the story, how you go from here, first stop is Medina. Hmm. Many people, when we get to Medina, they can't make their salas for that eight days that they, that they intend to do. <clears throat> And many hujaj become sick in Medina. Right. Why? Because the resistance level is low mm. and so they pick up germs and they become sick. Why is the resistance level low? Because they had less sleep. 
Right. They are deprived of sleep. Right. So our people should take into consideration not to overstay, stay by this haji till 11 o'clock, mm. and then I'll take the other haji sit from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock. Mm. Mm. It is not on and it is not fair to us mm. people. Alhamdulillah. So now, people have greeted, and as the Hujjads, I'm now ready. Take us from the moment that I leave the house. What What is... Not only, let's call it tradition. Yes. What is tradition here in Cape Town that when I'm ready to leave the house, what will happen now? Allah Akbar, and now Allah, the moment has come. And, and the reason why we are going through this is also, uh, I've had an SMS where people said actually that they've been listening to certain programs. And I think this is one of the programs where they've actually journeyed Yes. With us. Allah. Or the presenters or the guests on this journey. Even though there's some people that said they're not Muslim but they've journeyed. So Allah. that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yes. So that people can then experience though that didn't have the opportunity yet it's not that time Allah, Allah hasn't called them yet, which we believe Allah will, yeah. inshallah, just to take them on that journey with us. So Allah. coming back. I'm gonna leave now. What happens now? Alhamdulillah, Jesus, first and foremost, we can say without boast, Cape Town is very unique no. to certain beautiful traditions. I mean, there's certain provinces here in this very beautiful country of ours mm. where one neighbor doesn't even know that his neighbor went for Hajj. No. You know? So that is why these traditions are so important. And so you will find that the time comes now when we are going to depart, we are going to leave our home. So many a time, many of the people will invite their local imam of the masjid or learned family members mm -hmm. to come and make a dua for them. And we read certain portions from the Quran to get the barakah of Allah for our journey. And even all this is based on, on many a hadith. You will find this hadith where the Nabi say that if you read Ayatul Qurs before you leave your home, Allah will keep you in His divine safekeeping. Mm. And Ayatul Qurs and some parts of the Quran are being read. And even we've got a tradition where the adhan is given yes. before we, 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 we step out of, we the, step out of the home. Right. There is nothing wrong with these beautiful traditions, Sajid Yusuf. Mm. It is not haram, it is not shirk, it is mm. the adhan. Uh, you make the adhan, you chase shaitan out of your home. All right. So all these beautiful practices are based on very much a hadith and prophetic sayings of Rasulullah The community come together, to eyes made for the hujaj. It's an emotional moment. Mm. We take the haji out, they go to the airport, bismillah, get into the plane, and off we go, alhamdulillah. Yeah. And our send-off is a send-off with our community and our families to us, their well-wishes, the barakah of the Qur'an being read, the barakah of the adhan that was given, all this, Buddha Yusuf, mm. this can never be against the spirit of what Islam teaching us. No, no, no. Then, of course, Alhamdulillah, our first stop is in Medina. No. And lo and behold, believe me, Aji Yusuf, I'm sure you will concur with what I say. The eight days that every Haji spend in Medina, mm. I believe for the rest of your life that is the eight most beautiful days of your whole journey right. and of your whole life and most memorable most memorable right. you know when when i go to mauritius i go to morocco i go to egypt or mm. any place i will come back and for a week i can maybe speak to you mm. and two weeks three weeks after that everything is finished right. but the hajj who has been to medina or for hajj 
20 years ago right they will still speak with so much passion as if it was yesterday right right now i'm going to make one example for you Adj Yusuf the question is and this is what i mentioned in my khutbah on friday mm. when i spoke of the greatness of medina and this friday is my last at masjid al-quds i will address the issue and the importance of makkah and hajj just a correction it's not your loss it's just your loss no. for now <laughs> for now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so i mentioned that one question that i heard someone said yeah you create the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and you stand in medina how sure are you that the prophet here yeah, you create oh, no. so my my answer is very simple yes, i first sir. as when we are faced with any issue right. we first go to the quran right. and then we go to the sunnah no. let's go to the quran hmm. is this beautiful incident that allah documented in the quran with regard to nabi sulaiman alaihi salam who is known in the bible as king solomon right now king solomon or whom we know as Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam he was a king and he was a nabi hmm. and allah gave him a great kingdom he could control the forces of nature allah gave him the ability to understand the language of the birds the language of the animals hmm. even the language of the insects right. and nabi sulaiman also had control over the jinn Now this particular incident Allah speaks about in the Quran Nabi Sulaiman was traveling with his army mm. and there were some ants crawling around in the road mm. and one ant from a distance saw Nabi Sulaiman coming on with his army and Allah said in the Quran this ant is calling out to the other ants ya ayyuhan naml udkhulu masakinakum he said oh my fellow ants go into your homes Nabi Sulaiman is coming with his army they're going to mm. trample us to death mm. Allah loved us so much that Allah mentioned this in the Quran. But what I'm trying to emphasize here, from a distance, Nabi Sulaiman heard the end calling out to the other ends, no, no. and he understood the language of the end, and he withheld his army back. Only when he was sure that everyone was in their little homes, he proceeded with his army. Mm. The question is. If Nabi Sulaiman could hear from a distance the voice of a tiny little ant right. you want to tell me my nabi can't hear my voice when i stand in front of his qabr oh, and i say assalamu alayka ya rasulullah peace and eternal blessings on you oh my beloved nabi there allah gives me the opportunity to speak to my nabi to pass the salams to my nabi from all those who requested me to ask my nabi there ya rasulullah every day five times a day after adhan i say allahumma rabbi hadhi da'wati tamma wassalati alqaima ati sayyidina muhammadan alwasila i say oh allah grant my muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam my beloved prophet grant him the power of wasila the power of intercession mm. here i stand now ya rasulullah i'm asking you personally to be my lawyer Allah. to be my advocate to be my spokesperson on the inevitable day of judgment in the divine supreme court of allah no. If I must get a summons or you get a summons to go to the Supreme Court we will try to get the best advocate of course because Supreme Court is no joke it's a joke thing. it's not a joke right can you imagine the Supreme Court of Allah, Allah. and don't we need the best advocate of course which better advocate than mine and your nabi nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
That for me is the meaning of going and creating my prophet who yes, I believe is not a skeleton, mm. is not bones, mm. is not just dead like some people believe. No, my prophet is alive. Mm. My prophet says in many authentic hadith, he says, read salawat and salam upon me wherever you are, be it in Medina, be it in Cape Town, be it in America, wherever you are, mm. read salawat and salam upon me because I receive it and I will intercede most for the person who reads a lot of salam uh. and salawat upon me. And that's hadith? Absolutely authentic a hadith. Yeah. Now, coming back, so how can a person still ask a question like that then? Oh, people will have to take scrutiny right. and stock taking of themselves. You know, um, if I believe that the Prophet is skeleton and his dead bones, then what am I going to do in Medina in mm, the first mm, place? Mm, mm, mm. You know, I, people always ask, why is Medina so peaceful? Why is oh Medina my. so tranquil? You know why? Because the king is still ruling over his city. Oh Medina is known as Medina to Rasul, the city of Rasulullah sallallahu He is the king. He is still ruling over Medina and he welcomes us. He, Rasulullah sallallahu said, 1400 years ago, he extended the invitation to you, to me, and every member of his ummah. He said, Man zara qabri, Whoever will come and visit my qabr, I will receive him like a person who visited me in my very oh, lifetime. Oh. What more do we want? What more do we want? Also with this visit, with a greeting, what is the right way that we should also behave when we stand in the presence of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? The right way to, for example, dress ourselves, etc. Oh yes, Ajay, so we know that is so important. Um, the ulama advice that when you go to Medina and before you go to Masjid al-Nabawi to greet the Prophet you make your two rakats tahiyatul masjid, but before that, it is recommended for you to take a sunnah husl, hmm. to put on your best or cleanest clothing that you have, to dress humbly and to put utter or sweet-smelling oil on you, and also on your way to create the Prophet and Nabi say, yes, uh, advise us and the ulama advise us, give charity to the poor people hmm. that the Prophet will receive you even better. And finally, when you stand at his Jali Mubarak, when you stand at his blessed grave in his presence hmm. and you say, Assalamu alaikum ya Rasulullah, it must be with the utmost humility. humility. You don't raise your voice, hmm. you don't push people, people might push you take it no. but as long as you stay focused with that belief i mean but if you stand there and you and you can and you can be aware of the fact i'm standing here right. and my prophet is now looking at me right right my prophet hear my voice and when i say assalamu alaikum ya rasulullah my prophet replies to me wa alayka salam even though i can't hear it even though i, I can't must believe it, that i believe that right. i believe that with my whole heart no. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. أشهر معلومات 
فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من خير يعلمه الله وتزودوا فإن خير الزاد التقوى واتقون يا أولي الألباب Hajj matters with uh, respected Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander. Sheikh, we're still in Medina, and uh, when we're in Medina, when we stand there in front of the cover of Nabi Sallallahu and one looks at the carpet, there's uh, right next to the cover, there seems to be a different color carpet. I don't know if it's just uh, my imagination or if it is so, but if it is so, why would that be? Yeah, beautiful, mashallah. Um, you'll find generally in Masjid al Nabu in Medina, no. the carpet is basically red. Mm. But there's a section where you find a little greenish or grayish carpet that is right next to the cover of Rasulullah sallam and the mimba. No. Now, that particular demarcated area is known as Rodatul Jannah. Rodatul Jannah means a garden from the gardens of paradise. Allah. What is so amazing, and I always remind myself and the people in my class, I say, every single day when we make dua, we say, Oh Allah, grant us Jannah. And we think Jannah is only in the year after. Yes, Jannah is in the Akhirah. But there's a piece of Jannah on this very earth. The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say, The area between my home, there where the Prophet is buried now, that used to be his home. Right. The area between my home and my mimbar is Roda to Meriadil Jannah, is a garden from the gardens of paradise. If you make two rakaats or salah or anything in that spot, it's like you are praying in Jannah oh, itself. No. It's like praying in Jannah itself. Right. Right. And therefore, you will find there's always people crowding that particular area. Right. And you must go early to get some opportunity oh, to go no. there. Going outside? Another place, Janatul Baki. Oh, so beautiful. What can you tell us about Janatul Baki? Oh, you know, the moment you greet the Prophet Sallallahu you take one step to your right, you mm. greet Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu an, you take another step to your right, you take greet Sayyidina Umar radiallahu an, the two Khalifas after the demise of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi and the two greatest people after the Prophet. Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu an is known and accepted by us as Ahlu Sunnah wal Jamaah. Sayyidina Abu Bakr is the greatest person after the Anbiya alayhi wa salam and then Sayyidina Umar. Now, the moment you finish your greeting and you go out of that door which is known as Bab Jibreel, the door of Jibreel, and you look straight across you you'll find there's a demarcated area with a wall hmm. and, and and railings around uh, it fencing yeah. fencing around right. it that is known as Jannatul Baqi and sometimes people just refer to it as Al Baqi right. which means the graveyard or the kubus in Medina hmm. now that is not just an ordinary kubus hmm. because it's great great people laying buried there our great mother Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha she's buried there hmm. the great uh, the cre- one of the greatest ladies, the daughter of Rasulullah, Sayyida Fatima, radiallahu anha, she is buried there. 
Sayyidina Uthman radiyallahu an the third khalifa he is buried there Sayyidina Abbas radiyallahu an the uncle of Rasulullah is buried there and great sahaba great awliya great pious people are buried there and it was the the the, the habit of Rasulullah to occasionally visit Jannatul Baqi and to make dua for the deceased. No. And I want to encourage people to go. Unfortunately, Ajay Yusuf, because of some ideology that right, is there in right. Makkah and Medina, they don't allow the women even to come near the wall. Mm. They don't mm. allow the women. But at least the men who can take that few steps up, go if the gates are closed, just stand there and read Surah Fatiha on the roofs of the deceased. No. And even the ladies, even if they don't allow you, nothing prevents you from sta- standing at a certain distance where you can yeah. read Surah Fatiha and convey the reward of that Fatiha on the roofs of all the deceased. Allah. <coughs> and then, uh, what would you say is one of the saddest moments when when a person is in Medina and on the verge of leaving Medina? A very emotional moment is your first time when you greet the Prophet But I think the most emotional moment Hmm. is that time when we actually leave Medina. I mean, year after year, Allah has taken me for Hajj year after year for 15 years. And over these years, whenever we're in the bus and we leave Medina, Hmm. Wallahi, (coughs) I have seen people Big people, mm, Jesus, mm, mm. sobbing, right. crying like babies in that bus as you leave Medina mm. and you see Masjid al-Nabawi becoming smaller. smaller. In the very far distance, you look back, you see the tall minarets mm. of Medina becoming smaller and smaller. How we leave Medina reading salawat on mm. Rasulullah. Wallahi, people are crying. Right. I think that is the most emotional moment when we leave Medina and obviously at that time we are also in the holy state of Ihram because we are now going towards Makkah to perform our Umrah and then we will stop at Bir Ali Hmm. where we make our two rakats of the of the Ihram and we go into the state of Ihram and then of course by bus the journey takes you between six seven and eight hours Hmm. um, towards Makkah from Medina right and (coughs) when we enter Makkah what happens now? Yeah, Rob, when you enter Makkah, to show that you are not entering just any city. Right. You are not a tourist. Right. You are haji. No. And a haji meaning you are the guest of Allah. No. And to show you that you are not just entering any city, you say the dua that we are being taught, Allahumma inna hadha haramuk. Oh Allah, this city that I'm now enter. This is your sanctuary, Allah. This is your haram. And O Allah, I ask you through the greatness of this haram of Makkah, O Allah, keep me safe. And make the fire of Jahannam haram for me. As I'm entering this haram, make haram the Jahannam upon my flesh. And O Allah, on the day of judgment, raise me in the company of your worthy servants. Inshallah. Now, I'm, I've entered Makkah. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm taking you through this <laughs> now, but I have to go on this journey no with problem, you. So no I'm entering Makkah. The heart yearns to see the Kaaba, maybe for many of us, for the first time. Yes. However, what am I supposed to do first before actually just 
wanting to be there, <laughs> just wanting to go to the Kaaba. Yes, first and foremost, Aji Yusuf, you have just undertaken a journey of six, seven to eight hours. Mm. You might not even have wudu right. at that moment. Right. And you are tired, you are fatigued, right. and you also have your luggage and your cases mm. with you. Mm. So as much as my heart yearned to run straight to the Haram yeah. to go see the Kaaba, yeah. it is a need for me to first go to my hotel, book in, freshen up, go to the toilet if necessary, mm. refresh my wudu, and then at a certain time we all come together and we go down to the haram together as a family mm. and as a jamaat. And one of the advices that I always give my people is that as we go down to, towards the haram to make our umrah tawaf, we constantly bring the talbiya labbaik Allahumma labbaik Yeah, I am O oh Allah Yeah, I Allah. am That servant that is so sinful That servant that comes O oh Allah With a mountain of sins on my shoulders I did not deserve this honor But Allah I believe you still love me That's why you have called me yeah. And you have brought me here So yeah, I am Allah, Allah. Yeah, I am and then I encourage our hujaj always that even as we enter the Masjid al-Haram mm. with our right foot like every other Masjid, we make our necessary dua, we don't make tahiyat al-Masjid when mm. we enter, mm. we go straight towards the Kaaba. Then I always advise people, it's not a must, this no. is just my personal advice, right. lower your gaze. Mm. Don't look, don't search with the Kaaba, right. lower your gaze and keep on walking. And just follow your group leader mm. and keep your eyes closed. Once we stand in front of the Kaaba, I tell my hujaj, still keep your eyes closed. Mm. First, before you look at the Kaaba, first talk to Allah in your language mm. and say, Oh Allah, I'm about to lay the sinful eyes on your majestic house. Mm. Oh Allah, I don't deserve this honor to be here in front of this Kaaba, but yeah, Allah, you gave me this honor. Before I look at this majestic Kaaba, Allah, this is your house. Mm. I ask your divine permission for me to lay my eyes on this Kaaba. Mm. And then I say, now open your eyes and look. And wallahi, those are emotional moments. Of course. People burst out in tears, crying. And I encourage him, speak to Allah in your language. Right. Make, because that time, now that you see the Kaaba for the first time, your du'as, according to many ulama, your du'a is mustajab. Mm. Your du'a is accepted by Allah. So what better way to speak to Allah in Afrikaans or in English? Right, because right. you understand your needs and you understand what you ask Allah and for all those who ask you to make du'a for them. Right, Only right. after that, we start our tawaf of the Umrah. Allahu Akbar. And as I said, I would like us to actually linger in these areas. But unfortunately, <laughs> because of time constraint, yes. we need to move on. Yes. Now we go to later after a certain time, we need to go to Mina because we need to be at Arafah. Yes. What is the reason for going to Mina first? Going to Mina first is a day of total reflection. Hmm. Because there's nothing for you to do on Mina. Right. Only your five salah, which we do, Qasr, hmm. 
meaning the time of Dhuhr come in, we make Dhuhr two rakats. The time of Asr come in, we make Asr two rakats. Right. Maghrib remains three, you can't make one and a half, right. so it remains three. Right. Ishai come, we make Ishai two rakats. Right. So all the Salahs that are four becomes two. Right. And there's nothing really for you to do, it is just a day of reflection. Imam Ghazali, rahmatullahi, he is the one who likened the journey of Hajj to the journey into the year after. So once you put on your ihram, mm. you are putting on your kafan. Mm. Once you're now on mina, you are now in what is known as barzakh. Okay. Barzakh is that stage where you stay in your qabr after death and you wait for the day of qiyamah to no, arrive. That no. is barzakh. No. So that day on mina is actually like our barzakh, where we just reflect and have introspection. Hmm. And then we prepare ourselves for the next day, which is the greatest day of our journey. Of course. And that is the day of Arafah. Arafah symbolizes the day of Qiyamah. Hmm. So hmm. if Mina is Barzakh, then Arafah is Qiyamah. No, no. And why Arafah is Qiyamah? Because every single member of every single nation is to be found on Arafah. Right, right. And right. likewise, every nation will be standing on one place on the day of Qiyamah. The greatest day in the journey of our Hajj. Here we're standing on Arafah. How should we behave when on Arafah? Ya Rab, Haji Yusuf, I, even if I explain to you from now till tomorrow morning, mm. I will not be able to make justice to right, us. Right. All we need to believe that if the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi put it in a very short hadith, he said, Al-Hajju Arafah. Mm. Very short. Hajj is Arafah. Mm. Now, if my whole Hajj is Arafah, can I imagine how I should spend that day? Total conversation with Allah. Total tawbah and istighfar with Allah. Right. Dua. Nabi Adam read the dua. Nabi Adam and Sayyidina Hawa read the dua. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin. They made dua to Allah and Allah showered them with His divine pardon and His divine mercy. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, The best dua you can make is the dhikr La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la lahul mulku walahul hamdu yuhyi wa yumeet wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir Whatever you can do, just converse with Allah. Wallahi, I always say to Yusuf and I say this, if you stand on Arafah and you open your spiritual heart, and you open your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes, meaning you open yourself to Allah. Hmm. Wallahi, believe you me, you will feel the divine presence of Allah on Arafah. And then a certain time arrives, known as Wukuf. Yes. What are we talking about? Wukuf is yeah. that moment which starts from here, from Zawal onwards. Basically, it carries on till nearly Fajr the next morning. Mm. But usually we stay till Maghrib. And then according to the Sunnah of the Prophet, we leave Arafah Maghrib time yeah. without making Maghrib mm. on Arafah. Mm. We make Maghrib and Ishai together in a valley which is called Mustalifah. Right, right. But Wukuf means standing. Standing on Arafah and just 
crying to Allah. I'm putting it very simple. Right, right, Whatever right. you're going to do, wukuf means standing on Arafah and just cry to Opening Allah. Opening up. Opening up to Allah. Allah. You know, we always want me time. I always say the best me time that any person can have is that me time with me and my Allah on Arafah. Mm. And to put it in a nutshell, Aji Yusuf, every country, every country has a capital city. Mm. Do you know that on that day, Allah makes Arafah the capital, not only of Makkah, hmm. the capital of the whole universe. Right, right. Every galaxy that you can think of, known to us and unknown to us, Arafah becomes the capital of the entire universe. Because Allah's special focus, without taking his focus away from the rest of right. his creation, right. his special focus is on the Hujaj. On Arafah, washing them clean from their sins, mm. like the day your mother gave birth to you. Just finally, my conduct on Arafah, what should that be? Total humbleness, total humility, ask each other for maaf, wish each other hajj makbul and hajj mabrur, and just make tawbah in utmost humility. Mm-hmm. I did say a final question, but I, I, I need to ask this one. Why is it that a special time of, of the day, let's say Wukuf, as we know it, it seems that the taps are just opened. Because even if you don't want to cry, you will cry. Allah, Why is that? Allah, because I believe that, you know, the, the Malaika, huh. they descend down from the earth, from the Sama, wherever they are, and they shake hands with the Hujaj. Allah. And if you feel sudden emotion and you start crying, it's actually the malaika shaking hands Allah. with you and wishing you well and asking Allah to grant you istighfar yeah. and to grant you tawbah. And the malaika tell you, now leave Arafah with calm. And this is the words of the Prophet ﷺ. When you leave Arafah, leave Arafah with calm, with respect and with dignity because you have left your mountain of sins behind and you are now flowing from Arafah like pure water because Allah has forgiven you Allah. your sins. What a beautiful way of putting it. Allah Akbar. And I wish we could continue with this discussion but unfortunately it is time for us to wrap it up because yes. you must go pack your bag. <laughs> <laughs> Inshallah, um, um, I just want to say to you and to the listeners that on Saturday, this coming Saturday, I will be leaving with my group, inshallah. the Al Nur Hajj and Umrah group, Inshallah, Amen. and we will be leaving this Saturday. And of course, um, we look forward to have a beautiful Hajj. Inshallah. And we ask you and all the listeners of Voice of the Cape to keep us and all the Hujaj in your du'as that Allah grant us our health and strength Amen. and our energy Amen. to fulfill this obligation Allah grant us a Hajj Makbul and Mabarur and I promise you Bita Yusuf personally I will convey your salams Inshallah. and I will say to the Prophet وسلم, I bring salams from Haji Yusuf Fisher Allah. and all the listeners of the voice of the Cape Amen. Amen. and we will definitely make dua for you on Arafah and all the Ziyara places Amen. Inshallah Amen. Inshallah may Allah accept those duas and from all of us we want to wish you first and in all the Hujats as well as your uh, co-director Sheikh Nazim all the very best, all the health and strength. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must take you salamat on Amen. this wonderful Amen. journey. And uh, 